What's up? It's your boy, Ruby Rube, coming at you from the Gathering Strength Podcast. Vietis equitit iundo. We gather strength as we go. Now, I am broadcasting out of the beautiful, gorgeous, and expensive Livermore, California. And like always, time is of the essence. Time is money. Money is time. And I don't want to take up any more of your time than I need to. We got things to do, places to be, and dinner to make. Oh yeah, I know that water's boiling right now. And if you are distracted by listening to this podcast early, you're probably going to burn that lasagna that you have in the oven. So onward from that, and let's jump into the word of the day. The word of the day is negotiate. I already know what you're thinking. Ruby, why do we need to know all of these words? And I told you once, I told you twice. It's three times a lady. The better you understand these words, the more that you'll be able to understand how the world works. You'll be able to call out what is from what isn't, and it'll help you obtain a firmer grasp on reality. And who knows, like always, one of these words has the power and potential to unlock a internal emotion. And if you didn't learn that word, you wouldn't have a descriptive adjective potentially to convey how you feel. So your boy Ruby Rube wants to empower you with all of these words because I love you. All right, I said it, that L word. All right, on with it. The definition of negotiate. Negotiate is a verb, something that you do. To obtain or bring about by discussion. Another definition is find a way over or through an obstacle or difficult path. Oh yeah, we're going to have to negotiate and navigate our ways through life. And if you are bad at negotiating, if you're a bad negotiator, man, all of these obstacles, all of these paths, everything that we want is going to be much more harder to navigate through. If we can't thoughtfully convey and negotiate what it is that we want, then we're not going to get it. We're going to be stuck with, with the scraps. We're going to be stuck with the leftovers. We're going to have to become good negotiators. And don't worry, boys and girls, I'm going to be tying in the word of the day into today's meat and potatoes subject of a podcast. So onward from the word of the day and into that scrumptious meal. All this meat and potato talk it's got me hungry. It's almost lunchtime right now. Today's subject, I'm going to be talking about a book that I finished a few months back. And it is called Never Split the Difference. Negotiating as if your life depended on it. And the author is Chris Voss. Now, who's Chris Voss? Oh, hey, glad you asked. Chris Voss, let's see. Chris Voss is an American businessman, author, and academic. Voss is a former FBI hostage negotiator and the CEO of the Black Swan Group. 
The Black Swan Group is a company that that he he made up. He's the CEO of that. And let's read a little bit more about Chris Voss and why you might want to pay attention to what he has to say. So Chris Voss, he spent 24 years working in the FBI Crisis Negotiation Unit. And he was the FBI's chief international hostage and kidnapping negotiator from 2003 to 2007. So you can better better believe that this guy might have a few nuggets of wisdom as it pertains to the art of negotiating, getting what you want. And you know what? The subtitle of his book is called Negotiating as if your life depended on it. And for many situations and circumstances, Chris Voss was literally negotiating as people's lives depended on it because in his situation, they did. And you know what? In your situation, your life depends on it too. Maybe not in the dramatic aspect of, you know, someone kidnaps your kid and then they call you on the phone and they're like, hey, we want $5 million. And then you turn into that one guy from that one movie where he's like, you've kidnapped the wrong people. I have a series of certain uh, certain skills. And then you just go on a on a vigilante run of hunting down that person, tracking them down, and snapping each terrorist neck, ultimately saving your your child. Yeah, you know, it's probably not going to happen for you like that. But you could be in a position to where you're no- negotiating a higher salary. You could be in the position where you're no- negotiating in a better deal for a house, for a car, a bid on a project. Everything is negotiation. Heck, you're even going to have to negotiate with your child to go to bed. You're going to have to negotiate with them on how it's probably not a good idea to wear that sweatsuit out in the middle of summer or that little bikini in the middle of winter. If you have little kids, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Now, what drew my curiosity and attention to this book was the fact that this Chris Voss gentleman, he's an FBI negotiator. So he's able to tie in his experience, his life tested, tried, and true experiences with the real world and psychology. And then he was able to teach it in a book that was applicable to anyone, no matter their situation and and circumstances. Also, in the book, it talks about a lot of interesting uh, terrorist cases where he was able to successfully get what he wanted from these hardened terrorists. And the way that he did it was through the art of negotiation. One of the interesting facts that I found out in this book, and which in a moment I'm going to read the an excerpt, is that negotiation, it is essentially psychology. You have to learn what the other person wants, what the other person um, doesn't want, what their fears are. Uh, what their desires are, you have to learn about them completely. And the way that you do that is from listening. Not just any old random type of listening, but 
He calls it active listening. And that's something that I want to get better at. And one of the ways that I try to get better at listening is by conducting these interviews with people uh, on my podcast and in my own personal lives. There seems to be a an aspect to where people love to talk. Hey, you know what? I even love to talk, and that's why I'm creating a podcast. I, I love to talk, right? And so I'm trying to listen. I'm trying to listen more. I'm trying to be an active listener to where I am actively listening to the person and what they're saying. Before I would hear something that they were saying and then I would be trying to formulate a response while they were talking. And while I'm trying to formulate my own thought, I'm missing out on everything else that they're saying. Which is not a good thing to do if you want to become a good negotiator. And we all want to become good negotiators because we all have things that we want. We have places that we want to go. We have these doors that we need to be unlocked. And life will get much easier if we are good negotiators. So this is why your boy Ruby Rube wants you to be able to tie in all of these attributes that equate to strength getting our mindsets, our mentalities correct so that, hey, we're able to move in ways that are conducive to growth. One of the ways that we do that is by learning to negotiate. Now, I'm going to be jumping into this book. And you know, one other thing to mention, I'm not sure if I overlooked this this, this uh, insight, but yes, Chris Voss, he was also teaching at Harvard. Harvard negotiation classes and he was teaching at Harvard Business School because hey negotiation you're going to need to do that in business so interesting stuff so here's some excerpts from Never Split the Difference by the author Chris Voss he says allow me to let you in on a secret life is negotiation the majority of the interactions we have at work and at home are negotiations that boil down to the expression of a simple animalistic urge. I want. He goes on to say, I want you to free the hostages. While that is very relevant to one in this book, of course, but so is I want you to accept that $1 million contract. I want to pay $20,000 for that car. I want you to give me a 10% raise, and I want you to go to sleep at 9 p.m. Negotiation serves two distinct vital life functions, information gathering and behavior influencing. And it also includes almost any interaction where each party wants something from the other side. Your career, your finances, your reputation, your love life, even the fate of your kids. At some point, all of these hinge on your ability to negotiate. Negotiation, as you'll learn, it here is nothing more than communication with results. Getting what you want out of life is all about getting what you want from and with other people. Conflict between two parties is inevitable in all relationships, so it's useful, crucial to know how to engage in that conflict to get what you want without inflicting damage. 
This is your boy Ruby Rube jumping in. The last part that he says uh, is resonates with me because he says to engage in that conflict to get what you want without inflicting damage. Because if you are negotiating with someone and in the end of that deal they feel taken advantage of, they feel like they were bullied, they feel like you manipulated them, hey then, that is not a a good way to to negotiate. You don't want to have to strong arm people. You want to be able to frame things so that it looks like both of you are winning but hey you in actuality got what you want and that's how you become a good negotiator is by doing exactly that on top of a bunch of other things but uh, to negotiate without leaving the other person feeling damaged that is a critical part the book goes on to write It simply means playing the emotional game that human society is set up for. In this world, you get what you ask for. You just have to ask correctly. Yet throughout this whole book, Chris Voss, the author, pulls from a 24-year career in the FBI and 10 years teaching and consulting in the best business schools and corporations all over the world. So yeah, like I said, his words are going to be landing with some profundity. They're going to be heavy. You can take what he, what he is teaching in this book to the bank. Here are some things that he lists out that you'll learn in the book. One is called that active listening that I already mentioned. Well, that is a tool where, hey, you're not just listening and then trying to formulate your thought as they are speaking. Nope, you're active listening. There is even an example in the book where Chris Voss talks about in some of his crisis negotiation hostage uh, situations that they would have at, at least five FBI agents who are all trained on the art of hostage negotiation and listening. They would have five of those specialists all listening, listening on the line because that's what it takes to truly hear someone. It's very hard for one person to pick up on all the nuances, on all of the little intricacies of someone who is demanding something. It takes at least five of those highly intelligent FBI agents to truly hear what's going on. Now, if you think you're a good listener... Which, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you are. Probably better than me. But, man, the FBI needs five trained professionals on the line to truly hear someone. Now, what does that, or how does that put into perspective our listening? I'm sure you're a good listener, but you don't have the brain power to be able to pick up and compute all of the nuances that... A group of five highly trained people would be able to. So, man, yeah, take note. I thought that that was interesting. So get a kick out of this little few sentences. Chris Voss goes on to write, You should engage the process with the mindset of discovery. 
Your goal at the outset is to extract and observe as much information as possible, which, by the way, is one of the reasons that really smart people often have trouble being negotiators. They're so smart they think they don't have anything to discover. Great negotiators are able to question the assumptions that the rest of the involved players accept on faith or in arrogance and thus remain more emotionally open to all possibilities and more intellectual agile to a fluid situation. So if you go into a negotiation process and you think that you have everything figured out, you think that uh, you know what the other person is thinking, then hey, you're already shutting off uh, shutting down the windows for new information to be revealed in which you could better navigate those or better negotiate that that path so always be open to learn more hey we we can all always be open to learn more i don't have it all figured out and that's why i, I read these books i'm trying to figure myself out and you know what when I begin to figure myself out a little bit more, then I can start to learn about other people as well and try to identify some of their motives. What are their underlying um, reasons for wanting what they want, doing what they do? If I'm able to under, understand myself, then you know I, I can be in the ballpark and put myself in the other person's shoes and negotiate from that aspect as well. That's valuable. Now, here is another interesting psychological aspect that is relevant to the negotiation process, and that is something called mirroring. Mirroring is also called isopraxism. It essentially is imitation. Now, let's get to the definition of isopraxism. Isopraxism, also known as mirroring, and limbic synchrony. When in reference to body movements, isopraxism is when two individuals unconsciously match each other's body language and movements. This is frequently done without the first person realizing they are replicating the movements of another. So this is something where, let's say for example, you're with one group of people. Let's say you're with the homies on the street, right? When you're with the homies on the street, you're going to loosen that belt buckle you're gonna sag your pants a little bit you're gonna start using slang words you're gonna start using this and that you're gonna start talking ebonics you're gonna start using using some hood talk right but then you go into to the church sunday morning you have your your clothes iron you have on your nice shoes you're speaking with the queen's english you're going to be mirroring the environment that you're in. And one of the reasons why we mirror the environments that we're in, the groups of people who were around, because we subconsciously want to fit in. Wherever we go, we don't ever want to stand out. Human behavior dictates that, hey, whatever stands out is, it could potentially be a threat. And the way that you want to avoid being a threat is by blending in. So therefore, you mirror the people who you are around. Another little interesting fact is also, hey, um, if you are a young 
a young teenager and you're starting to hang around with a bunch of idiots, hey, birds of a feather, they always flock together. And even if you don't believe in how they act, talk, walk, or the things that they do, it's just going to be a matter of time before your mirroring starts to become your lifestyle. And you're not even mirroring them anymore. You are just embodying whatever that culture is. So be careful of what environments you find yourself in and be careful that you don't consciously mirror these habits that Hey, a lot of these idiots try to project onto others. So let's go on to read more about what the book says about mirroring. Because once again, this is a psychological aspect that is important into the negotiation process. The author goes on to write, It's another neurobehavior humans and other animals display in which we copy each other to comfort each other. This is your boy Ruby Room jumping in. So we copy people's mannerisms because we want to make them at ease. We want to make them comfortable. The book goes on to say, It can be done with speech patterns, body language, vocabulary, tempo, and tone of voice. It's generally an unconscious behavior. We are rarely aware of it when it's even happening. But it's a sign that people are bonding in sync and establishing the kind of rapport that leads to trust. It's a phenomenon and now a technique that follows a very basic but profound biological principle. Uh, Hey, here's that principle your boy Ruby Rube was talking about. So it says right here, We fear what's different and are drawn to what's similar. As the saying goes, birds of a feather flock together. Mirroring, then, when practiced consciously, is the art of insinuating similarity. Essentially, you're saying, trust me, a mirror signals to the other's unconscious. You and I, we are alike. Man, how cool is that? How great of an insight that, hey, when you are subconsciously unaware, if you go into someone's house or environment that you're not completely comfortable in your mind is primed to mirror other people's behaviors because let's see one you don't even know or you are rarely aware of when it's happening so hey let's let's be aware of what of what things can uh, potentially happen to us for example like this mirroring It's a sign that people are bonding. So when it happens naturally, um, when it's happening naturally in humans and in animals, it's a sign that they're bonding and in sync and creating a relationship, a type of rapport. And then, man, uh, the psychological aspect, what's different, uh, we fear what is different and are drawn towards what's familiar. And the reason why we fear what is different on a on a monkey mind level is because hey we don't know you are you coming to harm me are you coming to steal from me are you coming to to take away from me because i don't know you i don't recognize your smell you are unfamiliar and that's why people like you and me over here at the gathering strength we know that mirroring is a tool that can be used to get what you want 
you and I can be consciously aware that hey, that, hey this is something that works. This is something that the other person is going to be subconsciously unaware of. And we can then implement some, some smooth mirroring techniques. And it is, it is going to be the art of insinuating similarity. It says, trust me. Uh, you and I, we are alike. Essentially, you're holding up a mirror to someone. And we all like our own reflections in the mirror. And when you're mirroring someone, essentially, you become a freaking mirror. And you are showing them what they look like. And everyone likes what they look like in the mirror. And that's why it's called mirror mirroring. Pretty badass. Your boy, Ruby Rube is helping you out while helping myself out. So feel free to use that technique, add that into your psychological arsenal, and hey, implement that whenever. And then also as a father, uh, we can see when our children are exhibiting mirror-like behaviors, when they're starting to take on new vernacular, new aphorisms, new behaviors, New all types of everything. We can see, hey, where is this coming from? Oh, it's coming from that little friend right over there. All right. Noted. Duly noted, my guy. Hey, and you know what? If the behavior is unacceptable, now it's time to have a little talk. Right? Now it's time to, to pull out our compass and guide our little ones a little bit better. We're going to hold out our wing. We're going to put our little our little child under our wing and they're going to soar with us for a little bit longer. Here's another little implementable rule that you can try out and see if it works for you because according to this Chris Voss guy, hey, this stuff works. Another simple rule is when you are verbally assaulted, do not counter attack. Instead, disarm your counterpart by asking calibrated questions. Your boy Ruby Rube wants to implore you to go onto the internet and Google what a calibrated question is. Go ahead and further your understanding outside of this podcast because my aim is just to sow some seeds into things that you may or may not know. The book goes on to write, The next time a waiter or sales clerk tries to engage you in a verbal skirmish, try this out. I promise you it will change the entire tenor of the conversation. The basic issue here is that when people feel they are not in control, they adopt what psychologists call a hostage mentality. That is, in moments of conflict, they react to their lack of power by either becoming extremely defensive or lashing out. Neurologically, in situations like this, the fight or flight mechanism in the reptilian brain or the emotions in the limbic system overwhelm the rational part of our mind, the neocortex, leading us to overact in impulsive and instinctive way. He goes on to say, hey, bite your tongue. When you are attacked in a negotiation, pause and avoid angry emotional reactions. Instead, ask your counterpart a calibrated question. Now, your boy Ruby Rube has your back. I'm not going to leave you hanging too hard. 
with not knowing what a calibrated question because I know a lot of you won't go out and Google this. So you know what? Daddy's going to give you a fish right now. Um, Ask calibrated questions that start with the words how or what. By implicitly asking the other party for help, these questions will give your counterpart an illusion of control and will inspire them to speak at length, revealing important information. That'll do it for this podcast episode. And one of the things that I want you to take away from this episode is that, hey, life is negotiating. You're going to have to identify what you want You're going to have to identify the people in your life who have what you need them to do or get from them. The whole, your whole life is going to be negotiating. And some of the reasons why people often feel that negotiation is scary or stressful is because they see it as a win or lose situation. And a lot of people, they have this psychological aspect where the losses loom larger than the gains so then they won't even try they just let life happen to them they never go out and really negotiate things that are beneficial for them they just take things as they are and your boy ruby rube wants to empower you so that you can gather your strength so that you can get what you want where so you can get where you need to go and you can have the things that ultimately bring you a, a higher value in your overall life. So once again, go out and get this book, Never Split the Difference, Negotiating as Your Life Depended on It by FBI negotiator, CEO, and Harvard negotiating professor. If you made it to this far, in the podcast go ahead and give me a like give me a subscribe give me a follow and until next time it's onward always onward